coming up on the season three finale of Anchor Persons. I'm issuing a warren for your arrest. Quoth the Raven, motherfucker. Candy Cane or Candy Pain? Hook, line, and stinker. And what does the Grinch have to do with a real-life sequel to Never Been Kissed? Stay tuned to learn. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Anchor Persons. From the south and east of the northwest, the land of trees and rivers, microbrews and beards, it's Anchor Persons with Gene and Greg Person. Featuring sports, emotional weather, food crime, the podcast shopping network, and more. Anchors weigh you down. Cut loose with your news. Here's Gene and Greg. Good evening, wherever you are, whoever you are, and welcome to Anchor Persons. I'm Gene Person. And I'm Greg Person. No relation. Anchor Persons is a news show for people who don't like news shows by people who don't like news shows. So, our season finale for season three is the the big episode 55. We do have a special guest planned. Um, We have invited former Van Halen frontman Sammy Hagar into our studio. Was that Jerry? What? Uh, I was going to have him co-host the show with us, but apparently Sammy Hagar could not be here. He cannot drive 55. Hmm. He also can't drive I-5, which is how he would get here. (laughs) I don't think anyone can drive I-5 right now. (laughs) It's unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get into tonight's story beats. Elon Musk has been chosen as Time Magazine's Person of the Year, and in perhaps the worst front cover typo in the magazine's history, they forgot the quotation marks. A Florida man used a flamethrower to attack his neighbors, but says it was in the practice of his religion as a follower of Dupree G.O.D. The Coca-Cola Corporation has issued a massive recall of certain Minute Maid juice drinks after the drinks were found to contain metal bolts, washers, and a dangerous borderline toxic substance commonly referred to as Minute Maid. Furry influencer Cameron Bess is now the first pansexual furry in space, a sentence that proves that even when we don't feel like we're in the future, it's certainly a future. A new study has revealed that men who take Viagra are at a lower risk of Alzheimer's, proving once and for all that the penis is the most important part of the brain. (laughs) A woman in Thailand allegedly blew up the oil warehouse where she worked because she was angry with her boss. A course of action this show does not endorse. Wink. Wink. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Scientists have managed to keep water droplets in liquid form at negative 47.2 degrees Fahrenheit. Now that's pretty cool. But what's cooler than being cool? All right, 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 all right. Okay. Scientists are sifting through sewage to find early evidence of Omicron, or at least that's what they say they're doing it for. Toyota has announced they'll start charging customers a monthly subscription fee to remotely start vehicles using a key fob. No word yet on what other exciting DLC Toyota has planned for the future. (laughs) Your car is an NFT. You own the rights to a picture of your car. Right. A former FedEx driver dumped packages because, quote, he didn't want to deliver them. And upon hearing this, Greg Person became enlightened. <laughs> All right, that is 
That is one of our better story beat segments in a while. That was I think. pretty, it was pretty, pretty good, good stuff all around. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to our main news. All right, hit me. All right. So this woman, Laura Oglesby, is 48 years old, and she pretended to be her daughter, whose name is Laura Hayes, for over two years. She applied for a social security number in her daughter's name when the daughter was 22, and then got a driver's license using the document. She assumed her daughter's identity, then moved to a town in Missouri where she had boyfriends her daughter's age and was even taken in by a local couple. Oglesby was arrested during a traffic stop in 2018 and vehemently denied that she was Laura Oglesby until the police showed her concrete proof of her real identity. This woman racked up $25,000 in debt in her daughter's name and was ordered to pay the university over seventeen grand as well as restitution to her daughter. She'll also face up to five years in jail. But what does that have to do with the Grinch? You know him, you love him. He stole Christmas and he stole our hearts. Now, it's important to remember that when I talk about the Grinch, I am only talking about the Dr. Seuss Grinch or the Grinch as portrayed by Boris Karloff. Understood. Not talking about no Jim Carrey Grinch or any that new Grinch. I don't know anything about that. Only yeah. classic Grinch. Understood. I, I agree. So just so you know, little Gene, super big fan of the Grinch. I mean, how couldn't you? We be? have watched we have watched the Boris Karloff cartoon so far. Ah, I don't know, probably at least twice a day, every day. Well, that is the best Christmas special of all time. So it's pretty, pretty darn good. So I can think of one obvious connection here. It's the Grinch poses as Santa Claus. This woman is posing as her daughter. Mm-hmm. And where the Grinch stole Christmas, she stole her daughter's identity to bang 22-year-olds. <laughs> right. Have you seen a photo of her? I have. She looks exactly the age that she is in real life. Yeah. She does not look like a 22-year-old. She definitely looks like she's she's at least in her early 40s. Yeah, if if uh, you met this girl in your class and she said, oh, I'm 22, you'd be like, fuck out of here. No. Mm-hmm. I mean... You'd be like, you're, you're 22 in the year 2000. Right. You know, you were 22 back when Backstreet Boys wanted it that way. So, so yeah, she stole her a daughter's identity and stole a bunch of stuff. So theft is obviously another uh connection damn so i i I picked this story because i thought it would be a little harder to do because the the story i had originally chosen was the fox news christmas tree on fire and that connection is easy the grinch did it right exactly he hates christmas he hates fox news he hates america right let's see do you think laura oglesby at any point carved a roast beast well I was going to ask you if you think Laura Oglesby's heart grew three sizes. I kind of doubt it. I don't think so. Although, I don't know. Like, maybe she's got some some edema. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. That's that's the and, answer. The, the middle-aged maladies that we and all... She's, you know, her heart is all swollen. I mean, that would... You never know. Well, you know, when I was uh, the age of 22 and I started to really feel my middle age, yeah, you know, you started to yeah. feel things like that. 
Yeah, but I'm coming up on 22 now. Oh and, man, I'm uh, sorry. It's rough. Like I'm not gonna lie to you, it's rough. Yeah, yeah. I I, I imagine it is. Yeah, you, know. you you get those. By the age of 22, you've got those deep, deep crow's feet. That you right get in your early 20s. And you you know in your early 20s you get that first pain that doesn't go away and you know you're you wake up in the morning hacking. Your thumb is like frozen for five minutes when you first wake up for no reason you have to start getting screened for prostate cancer on the regular Mm -hmm. she is a she is a 22 year old in the way dear evan hansen is a 22 year old (laughs) right it's like if you know it's it's 100 it's the steve buscemi how are you doing fellow kids me (laughs) right it absolutely is i just i want to say guys you fellas out there who dated this 22-year-old, 45-year-old woman, um, you're not going to be that dumb forever. You aren't. You're Eventually, you... I mean, it's possible that you could be, but you're not supposed to be. So... I will, al- I will also offer this. Doesn't matter how it sucks. <laughs> True. Fair. You know what? Yeah, it's all the same in the dark. So what else can we do to connect the Grinch? To Laura Oglesby. So her daughter's name was Cindy Lou, right? <laughs> Who? There you go. <laughs> yeah, we got that one. Well, okay. Well, so the Grinch didn't steal Christmas for monetary gain. The way this woman no, stole her no, daughter's he did education. It because, because the town of Whoville was annoying. Right. Because he was overstimulated by all this noise that they were generating and all this reverie and these bright lights and stuff. Well, but also, I think it's because he was feeling excluded. Of course. Of course he was feeling excluded. I mean, Because, you know, when he realized that Christmas wasn't, that it wasn't just noise, that it was a celebration, right. you know, and that he could be a part of it. And it meant something a little bit more. Yes. But uh, this woman, like, she wanted she wanted to belong to the college experience, right? Because right. she could have just taken that financial aid money and just cashed it and not gone to class. She went to classes. She had she did. boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Like, she she wanted the she wanted to be included in the college experience that her daughter apparently didn't have. Uh-huh. And may never have now. Right. Thanks, Mom. Yeah, I mean, you, you hear that her and her daughter were estranged, and, like, the reason is that she is a piece of shit. It's like, true. We like, know this. This is one of the worst things that you can do. Like, stealing someone's identity, yeah, that's awful. It's a horrible invasion of, of, of who they are and a, and a betrayal. To do it to your own daughter? Fuck, dude. Because, I mean, I'm sure there have been times in this young lady's life where she was like, you know what, I should try to reconnect with my mom at some point. And then this happens and she's like, nope, I've been right the whole time. My mom fucking sucks. Right, because that as a move is 100% ice cold. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay! I like this this bifurcated schizophrenic <laughs> version of Hey Ya that you're doing with yourself. Yeah, yeah. 
It's it's David Berkowitz sings the hits, and I'm here for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've done a pretty good job here. Let's uh, let's move on to breaking news. Indeed. I'll go ahead and start breaking news if you don't mind. Yeah, by all means. All right. There's two artists uh, in Seattle facing federal charges, facing federal charges that they faked Native American heritage to sell their works at downtown Seattle galleries. They are okay. Louis Anthony Rath of Maple Falls and Jerry Chris Van Dyke of Witten, Seattle, or of Seattle rather. And they've been charged separately with violating the Indian Arts and Crafts Act, which is a federal crime which prohibits misrepresentation in marketing American Indian or Alaskan Native arts and crafts. So you guys know that I'm something of a connoisseur of Dolezals. And uh-huh. I have often said that I feel like being a Dolezal is something that primarily women do. And so here's proof, of course, that men are doing it too. But I mean, and these guys are not the only white guys who pretended to be native for professional reasons. Sure. For theft, that happens basically. all the time. Right. Which in this case, technically, uh, it's called warrening. <laughs> um, but I mean, you had um, uh, the guy who called himself um, Jamaica, Jamaica Highwater, who was the the uh, Indian consultant for Star Trek Voyager. We talked about him a little bit one time. And then you had uh, Iron Eyes Cody, who was the Mm -hmm. Italian guy who played the crying Indian in that one PSA from the 70s about littering. Mm -hmm. Um, There's there's just a, there's a ton more. This is a very common thing for white people to do. I'm actually, I'm a reverse Warren um, because Mm -hmm. I have... Uh, I actually have tribal membership. I am a member of a, a federally recognized Indian tribe, but I people mistake me for being white and I don't correct them because why would I? That's insane. I haven't really taken a deep dive into my family's genealogy all that much. Well, I know that most of my father's family came from England and Scotland. My mother was adopted. So there's there's, you know, there's the big gaps there where I'm going to have a hard time if I try figuring all that out. Well, you'll be pleased to know that um, blood quantum, the idea that, that there is a native race that you belong to is a European idea that oh. doesn't, it doesn't mean anything in any native culture. Tribes are family and political organizations. So here I'm getting schooled on my European sensibilities, which is, how I correct myself. It's well, great. Yeah, Thank you, you got to check your whatevers. But yeah, um, of course. You know, like uh, a, a tribe is is a is a familial and political organization. So, like, I am legally a member of a tribe, but I don't participate in the tribe anyway. So, I don't care if if people say that I'm white because I look white. I know I look white mm. because I've never been shot in the back for you know, paying for a candy bar at Walmart. Uh, so this, this phenomenon has happened for a really long time now. And there was a perception that maybe it wasn't as common as it is, but more and more of them are coming to light. 
Oh yeah, I, I mean, and that's that's the only difference really is that it is coming to light now, is that when you see somebody making claims about their ancestry, you you look these things up, and you say, hey, this person uh, should be in the U.S. Senate. And I do think it's really telling that the majority of of these that I I see are coming from like white liberals. In fact, I remember there's a town near here called Ashland. When I would go out there, there were people, there was cultural appropriation everywhere amongst this. It's a very liberal college town. There was cultural appropriation fucking everywhere there. Oh, well, because that's what, that's what liberalism is all about, really. It's about the whole world being a marketplace and you get to pick and choose all the fun bits. Like what we think mm-hmm. of as, as appropriation is, is the whole jam of these people. So, like, right. for them, they're thinking imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, mm-hmm. right? So, and if you can make a little money off of it, like these two mooks or Elizabeth Warren, so much the better. Well, thanks for uh, flushing a couple more of these out and into my attention. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be on the Dolezal train every week, baby. If I see one, I'm going to bring them to the show. Great. So this next story is a fun one for me because it comes from the town I grew up in. Grants Pass, Oregon. At an elementary school in Grants Pass, a crow started showing up. The crow looked into classrooms and pecked on doors and at one point helped itself to snacks inside a fifth grade classroom. The bird wasn't aggressive, but did seem to enjoy attention from the kids. It would land on people's heads and would say things like, what's up? I'm fine. And a litany of swear words. Crows are a wild animal, and so the school called animal control, but animal control decided to call the Oregon State Police because it wasn't in their jurisdiction. The trooper who arrived was able to feed the crow from his hands, but wasn't able to capture the animal. As it turns out, the bird was rescued a couple of years ago when it was very young and was raised on a local farm, and that's where he picked up his extensive vocabulary. While the family were away for Thanksgiving, a neighbor apparently captured the bird and took it to an animal sanctuary. The animal sanctuary, not realizing the bird was habituated to being around humans, released it, and then it wound up looking for home and stirring things up. The woman who helped rescue the animal was able to capture it after 45 minutes of offering sardines. A spokesman from the Oregon State Police warns against taking in wild animals and warned the family at the farm that if they had contained the bird, it would have been a fence. While the bird named Cosmo is safely back on the farm, he's sure that if he leaves there tomorrow, the family will still remember him. Because if there's one thing about a bird like Cosmo, it's that he's a bird you cannot change. And if there's another thing about a bird like Cosmo, Greg, it's fucking shit, fuck, titty, fucking bitch, fuck ass. Nice. I like yeah. this bird. I like the cut of his jib. You like the cut of his fucking jib. I do. I, I fucking love his fuck jib. Shitballs. <laughs> but um, I did not know that crows could talk. Very excited about that. Yeah. It's only in the age of COVID-19 that that started happening. Oh, and this is how the birds take over. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I'm cool with that. Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock released, released a documentary about how this is all going to happen. Well, yeah, he's he's pretty much the modern-day Nostradamus. Well, shall we move on to our fake true story, then? Yeah, let's do the fake true story. All right. 
Real Doll proclaims that its first run of sex robots will be available soon. The first piece of good news we've had all goddamn year. But we can still see how it might go wrong. Oh boy, it's finally here, my very own... Gene? Please specify erotic parameters. Oh, uh, uh, I mean, uh... Hey, Greg, did you just call me? Eh Oh, am I interrupting something here? Gene, this isn't what it looks like. I mean, it's not that I'm not flattered. Listen, now hypothetically, if one were typing Greg Person into an online order form and made a typo, it might autocorrect to Gene Person and maybe one wouldn't notice until the item showed up. Uh-huh. And in this situation, why would you, or one, want to order a Greg person, hypothetically? There are a million plausible and valid reasons. I think I understand what happened here. Please specify erotic parameters. Hypothetically, if two people ordered items from the same company at the same time, with very similar names to be delivered to the same address, those items may have been mixed up and sent to the wrong recipients. That is a reasonable explanation for a totally normal thing. Yes, indeed. I believe I'll take my gene and go. And we need never speak of it again. No, indeed. Good night, Gregs. Greetings, gentle listeners. If you enjoy this podcast, you may also like Brosé, a mirthy talk show starring four bros who sip wine and consider questions submitted by you, the audience, about current events, pop culture, and which Muppet you should get tattooed on your back. Subscribe to Brosé wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-R-O-S-E. Brosé, the podcast for those who drink rosé. All right, and now it is time for Touching Tips. This week's theme, holiday treats. If you've got a real hankering for fudge, but no recipe, I have it on good authority that it's made around the corner. Tired of boring old eggnog? Put ranch in it. Why not? Who cares? We're all just adrift in an uncaring universe anyway, right? Fuck it. Not sure what kind of holiday traditions you have around your house, but wassail and waffles sounds fucking awesome. It's true that poinsettias are poisonous, but not as poisonous as you think. Actually, less poisonous than a glass of wine. So go for it. In a pinch, a little food coloring can transform Rice Krispie Treats into Rice Krispie Treats in other colors. Looking to repurpose some leftover mince pie? Put it in your garbage can to keep away raccoons. All right, and with that, it is time for sports! Uh, this week's sport, Ugly Christmas Sweater Contests. Traditions are fun, sure, but the Ugly Christmas sweater, sweater thing has gone too far. This was something that everyone kind of noticed for a time. Yeah, sometimes during the holidays we wear ridiculous and ugly sweaters. But when you have companies vying to get you to spend money on the ultimate ugly Christmas sweater, when you have ugly Christmas sweaters that function as advertisements for everything from Star Wars to tacos... I don't know that it's really in the spirit of what these contests originally were. Once again, capitalism ruins everything. Mm. But don't sweat it. Because they're sweaters. No, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Do you uh, do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? I actually don't right at the moment. Um, 
Gil has a couple, I think. I have a Christmas sweater that I absolutely <laughs> love. I I do not think it's ugly. I think it's wonderful. Uh, it's got a pug on it, and it says mm. like pug. So you got a pug. You got a pugly Christmas sweater. Yes, and it's adorable. It's very itchy, and mm. it's very sparkly. Um, yeah, that that sounds delightful. It's great. I, wearing I wearing an itchy fucking it. sweater sounds sounds like the way I'd want to spend an evening. It's listen. This sweater is this is an advanced sweater, like because you're gonna have to suffer for beauty for this one. But, yeah, I don't suffer. I don't suffer for beauty when it comes to the clothing that I wear. Uh, but then I, I have different sensory needs than you do. Yeah, but you'll also wear like six inch heels, and you're like, this is fine. Whereas I could never do that. So I mean, understood. We just okay. We just have different. Uh, we just have different limitations, and so we we can embrace that. Yeah, potato, tomato. <laughs> exactly. Okay, which brings us, I think, to our creature feature. Indeed. I have a really good one this week. I want to tell you about a little rodent from Peru called the Degu. Now, these are social burrowing animals, kind of like chinchillas. They're smarter and friendlier than guinea pigs. And if they are from good breeding stock, they can live as long as dogs. Hmm. So these make great pets. Uh, everybody loves them. Also, they're diurnal uh, in contrast to most rodents. So you'll actually be able to play with them during the day. Hmm. Now, the thing about the Degu, though, that you have to know if you say to yourself, I want a Degu, is that they can't tolerate sugar. Their natural diet is basically just leaves. There's no fruit or anything. Hmm. So they can't eat sugar and you can't give them any fruit. You can't give them any feed made with sweeteners like molasses or honey or glucose syrup. Sure. So you got to look for those uh, sugar-free ones. And as cool as they are, um, because they are considered an invasive species, they're illegal to own in California, Utah, Georgia, Connecticut, and Alaska. Wow, that's a lot of states. Yeah, but, I mean, you could have a Daegu gene if you wanted one. Yeah, if I wanted one. Can I feed them after midnight? I mean, you can, but they'll be asleep because they're awake during the day. Oh, right, right, okay. But they will they will attempt to groom you by nibbling softly on your hands. Oh, I had rats yeah. that did that. Yeah, it's very sweet. I, I like that. the idea of a rodent that lives a little longer than your average fancy rat, though, because I, I think that one of the hardest parts of, of being a rat owner is having to say goodbye every couple of years to, to one of your pets. Well, and even the uh, even the pet store ones that you get, mm -hmm. uh, the pet store degus, they're inbred and they tend to have more health problems and they don't live as long. But when you say don't live as long, that still means like eight years. Oh, that's great. Yeah. All right. So well. that's a pet that you can really build a relationship with before God takes him from you. Yeah. All right. It is time for the emotional weather. This week's emotional weather, hazy shade of winter. California Dreamin' and Informer. Well, as you're no doubt aware, if you live in the U.S., we have had really bad winter storms this year, mm -hmm. just kicking everybody's ass. Uh, even even here in the normally fairly chill Pacific Northwest, we've been getting hit pretty hard. Um, snow has been much earlier and much heavier this year in my neck of the woods, and I'm tired of it. Sure. But... 
you know, to all those people who've been devastated by tornadoes and and all the devastation to come because the winter's really just getting started. Mm-hmm. You know, we extend our sympathies and everybody buckle up and be safe out there, kids. Absolutely. All right, my hazy shade of winter news. Eight people have been charged in connection with a hazing at a Georgia college. Surprise, it was related to a frat. In this case, the Sigma Alpha Epsilon fraternity. A minor was furnished with alcohol to the point that the victim needed to be hospitalized. The kid is okay, but the fact that this is still happening in 2021 makes me think it's time the sun set on fraternities in general. At any rate, it's a hazing, just a shade shy of winter, and that's why it's my hazy shade of winter news. All right, well, for my California dreaming news, 77% of marketers plan to implement dream tech advertising within three years. Dream tech advertising is ads that are specifically designed to take over your dreams. Huh. So if you thought that there was any refuge on earth from capitalism, it turns out you were wrong. Okay, great. My California dreamin', some large school districts in California are eliminating the D and F grades from their approach to academics. Instead, offering students who fail a test repeat testing and extra study time, and offering students who don't meet the minimum minimum requirements to pass a class a grade of incomplete instead. I'm sure a lot of people will scoff at this policy, but it's actually really, really fucking smart. Because rather than being punitive, it helps offer students a window to improve their situation. While I'm on the soapbox, I'll also offer that homework is pointless. Standardized testing is at best inadequate and at worst, racist, classist, sexist, and ableist. And uh, you wouldn't know her. She goes to a different school. Hmm. Well, for my informer news, I want to talk about Canadian rapper Snow. Uh, I've been listening to Snow this week uh, because... Um, you suggested, Gene, that we do Informer as part of our uh, mm-hmm. winter emotional weather. And I got to say, I like snow. It's, I mean, it, yeah, there, there's a quality there. Yeah. If you like reggae, you like dance hall, like it's not bad. Mm-hmm. So and the thing is, is, you know, you know how I am about Dolezal's. Snow is not a Dolezal. He never claimed to be anything except an Irish guy from Toronto. That's true. And I'm going to I'm going to jump on Greg's emotional weather here because I have my own thoughts. Is snow appropriating a traditional black art form? Yes. So that is a valid criticism. But in that sense, he's no worse than, say, Eminem. The fact of the matter is, Snow is a pretty talented reggae artist who never purported to be anything other than what he was. Anyone who listened to Informer or uh, looked up the lyrics because it is really, really fast, knows that Snow boasted during the track that he was from the one Toronto, that his one true love was named Tammy, which is about as Canadian as, as a lady can get, and that the detective man, he said, said, Daddy, me snow, me sob, someone down the lane. Now, I'd like to jump on your jump, if I may, mm-hmm. Gene. Oh, of course. And say that... This, to me, this is not um, what we're talking about when we're talking about cultural appropriation. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because, like, he's, you know, he's from a neighborhood where 
there was a big like Jamaican immigrant culture and reggae and dance hall were just part of the scene there. And right. so that that was just part of the scene that he grew up in. And that's that's why I said that he's no worse than say Eminem as opposed to like you know the Beatles. I mean the, the Beatles are the worst band of all time. We all agree. Uh-huh. So yeah, no one's ever as bad at the Beatles at anything. Oh, sorry. My point is that if if you don't like that he's a white guy doing reggae, that is fine. That's a valid position. If you do like his music, that is fine too. I think Snow in general works best when when he's a guilty pleasure listen. I mean, I, I'm not going to go real hard on my love for Snow, but yeah, I, I've listened to Informer a couple of times in the past week and I've been like, that's not a bad song though. You want to hear something crazy? I used to drop that at karaoke all the time. That is, it's way too fast. Well, it, but you can do that though. Yeah. Your back's to the wall. You can talk pretty fast. I do have that talent. All right. Well, as you know, every week, our investigative team uncovers a detailed and harrowing story on food crime. And this week, Greg Person has a story. Folks, now before I tell you what that is, what this is, I'm going to tell you, you might get up in arms about it. But if you think about it, you know that I'm right because you've experienced it for yourselves. I want to talk to you about candy canes. Now, there's two problems with candy canes. One, the peppermint flavor. It's too aggressive. I don't care for it. Mm -hmm. I think peppermint is something that if you're going to use it at all, you got to be very, very careful. And I do not want just the pure, strong flavor of peppermint in my mouth. That's a lot. Yeah. The other thing I will say is you know that if you suck on the end of that candy cane for about three minutes, you have something that you could easily kill someone with. Yeah, shiv. Absolutely. I mean, it's brittle, so you're only going to get the one shot. But can you poke that through someone's flesh? Absolutely. I've done it, and so have you. So, I'm just saying, these candy canes are just too easy to weaponize. Yeah. So, we ought to just not have them no more. That's my position. All right. And the official position of this podcast. All right. We're an anti-candy cane and a pro-snow podcast. All right. And it's time for the Podcast Shopping Network. This week, just in time for Christmas, the Potty Fisher. Listeners who have been with us for a while probably remember the Potty Putter, the gift that turns your experience using the toilet into a day at the golf course. Well, in that same spirit, for the fishermen in your life, we now have the Potty Fisher. It's a fishing game that lets you be an angler while you're dropping danglers. The potty fisher allows you to sit on the toilet and use the fishing rod to fish in actual water for four little plastic fish. It even includes a do not disturb sign to signal to your loved ones that their needs are less important than your need to catch the big one while you're dropping a deuce. The potty fisher is available for $14.99 and uh, this product was made for almost no one. I don't understand this whole genre of products. Neither do I. Like, it, this is not the actual fishing experience. They do get that, right? Well, and the thing is, is like, I understand that you want to have something to occupy you while you're on the toilet. That's why, you know, we have books and smartphones. Right. But I've never wanted to, like, engage in another physical activity 
while I was taking a shit. Right. Like I, I know that, you know, there's, a, there's a big one coming. So I better go fill up this container with water so that I can get my fishing in. Yeah. It's like, even if you, even if you just like set up a Nerf hoop in your bathroom and we're just shooting hoops while you were taking a dump, that would be weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just don't get it. Who, who wants to like engage their fine motor skills while they're dropping a deuce? Who are I don't people? know. I do not know. I do not know. But let's move on to State Up, our weekly review of all the states in the Union. This week's state, the state of Rhode Island. Fun fact, Rhode Island isn't the state's real name. It's actually Rhode Island's monster. You know what they say about guys with small states. The state of Rhode Island is lobbying really, really hard for D.C. statehood for some reason. The average person swallows four Rhode Islands in their sleep. The flag of the state of Rhode Island is the official state flag of this podcast. Rhode Island is the only state not visible from space. Our final segment tonight, as every week, is called Person to Person and Person, where we share your valuable feedback with our audience. I am taking a couple weeks off of headline haiku for the holidays, so I thought instead, um, for this week's Person to Person and Person, we'd read a listener email. It reads... Dear persons, how are you? I am fine. It's been a long time since I wrote you, but I wanted you to know that I'm still listening and still look up to you. Any plans to break out soon or to take a break soon? I'm worried about falling behind over the holidays. Can you give me a shout out on the show? Sincerely, little G person. Well, it just so happens that we have crafted an experience to your exact specifications, little G person. We are taking a couple weeks off, and we won't be back until the first week of January. Yes, indeed. We are just going to kick back, retool. Mm-hmm. We're going to come out with uh, lots of fun stuff. The uh, sex robots will be available at our online store. <laughs> it's just a lot to look forward to. Yeah. Well, as always, I'd like to give a shout out to the bros at Brose and to our voiceover artist, Adam West, who you can find on Fiverr at his website, awsprod.com. And of course, thank you, loyal listeners, our wonderful Tims, for uh, listening to our show. Yes, you are the delicate slices of Iberico ham that we so lovingly consume on our holiday platters. Folks, that's all the news the persons have for you tonight. Would you like a haiku written about the topic of your choice? Send your topic and the anchor persons might just make that happen. Gene and Greg love your feedback, and there are so many ways to give it to them. Send them an email, anchorpersonspodcast at gmail.com. Find them on Twitter, at anchorpersons. Or visit their website, anchorpersonspodcast.com, where you can leave an audio message via SpeakPipe, as well as find full episodes of the show, blog posts, and more. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcatcher of your choice. Or simply tell a friend. Until next time, this is Gene Person saying you should always end a comedy set with a callback. And this is Greg Person saying, me licky boom boom down. Good night.
On the first day of Christmas, the persons gave to me a podcast by Greg and Jean. On the second day of Christmas, the persons gave to me two Euro clubs and a podcast by Greg and Jean. On the third day of Christmas, the persons gave to me three touching tips, two Euro clubs, and a podcast by Greg and Jean. On the fourth day of Christmas, the persons gave to me four violent otters, three touching tips, two Euro clubs, and a podcast by Greg and Jean. On the fifth day of Christmas, the persons gave to me five gold bloom things, four violent otters, three touching tips, two Euro clubs, and a podcast by Greg and Jean. On the sixth day of Christmas, the persons gave to me six heavy mouth parts, five gold bloom things, four violent otters, three touching tips, two Euro clubs, and a podcast by Greg and Jean. On the seventh day of Christmas, the persons gave to me seven Dupree Satan, six heavy mouth parts, five gold bloom things. Four violent otters, three touching tips, two Euro clubs, and a podcast by Greg and Jean. On the eighth day of Christmas, the persons gave to me eight moo milkers, seven Dupree Satan, six heavy mouth parts, five gold bloom things. Four violent otters, three touching tips, two Euro clubs, and a podcast by Greg and Jean. On the ninth day of Christmas, the persons gave to me nine story beat offs, eight moo milkers, seven Dupree Satan, six heavy mouth parts, five gold bloom things, four violent otters, three touching tips, two Euro clubs, and a podcast by Greg and Jean. On the tenth day of Christmas, the persons gave to me ten exploding whales, nine story beat offs, eight moo milkers, seven Dupree Satan, six heavy mouth parts, five gold bloom things, four violent otters, three touching tips, two Euro clubs, and a podcast by Greg and Jean. On the eleventh day of Christmas, the persons gave to me eleven pipers piping, if you know what I mean. And I think you do. Five gold bloom things, four violent otters, three touching tips, two Euro clubs, and a podcast by Greg and Jean. On the twelfth day of Christmas, the persons gave to me twelve special stingers, eleven pipers piping, ten exploding whales, nine story beat offs, eight moon milkers, seven Dupree Satans, six heavy mouth parts, five gold bloom things. Four violent otters, three touching tips, two Euro clubs, and a podcast by Greg and Jean. And probably chlamydia. Because we've been around some koalas. Woo!